This is what I've been saying, the three L's, listen, learn, and lead. The advisors that do that are the advisors that are going to win. The value of bespoke advice has never been higher. You're listening to Coindesk's On Purpose with OnRamp CEO Tyrone Ross. An infrastructure, money movement, security. The wealth management space is not set up to deal with the client of the future. And man, is that an incredible opportunity. A licensed investment advisor and powerful storyteller, Tyrone has a passion for digital assets and their ability to disrupt our current way of life. How do I protect myself? How do I protect my firm? How do I protect my clients? This show is for advisors by advisors. Advise on purpose in the arising realm of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. And just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. And now... Tyrone Ross. All right, welcome back to this episode of the On Purpose Podcast. I am your host, Tyrone Ross. It is a Monday evening. Bitcoin has on its running shoes and has sprinted to a 14% gain above 40,000 now, right around 43,000. Really interesting times here. In the world, want to stop and say prayers to all of those in the Ukraine, um, prayers to everyone around the world that is watching this, um, prayers for humanity, and prayers for peace. Um, with the world is void of very strong leadership at the moment, and I hope this is an opportunity to find it. So much to talk about, so many different things to cover here, and I did something about the RA landscape, so maybe we just talk about the advisor landscape in this one. And we'll include here RIAs, hybrids, independent broker dealers, wirehouses, banks, you name it. One of the things that is really fascinating to me is for someone that has been in the space seven years as an advisor and seeing how it's all coming to happen at once now, you realize that Also, we are just still so early. Building on-ramp allowed me to see firsthand, again, what it was that RIAs needed. And they needed education. And they needed access. And they needed tools. Hence the acronym EAT that we came up with. And the education part still needed. It's sorely needed because there is a huge opportunity here for advisors to add value, again, which we spoke about, tax planning, estate planning, just overall easy button allocation for clients, educating them on what this space is, keeping them out of scams, a lot of ways for advisors to add value here. And this is just an RAA space, right? An RAA space, over 30,000 RAAs, $110 trillion market. It's massive. When you go all in and you look at the entire space, The independent is important there because, again, they can move fast. They can be vanguards here. And then what you're starting to see now is this weird barbell approach because you have recently BlackRock who are now delving into the waters. You have State Street that says they're getting into custody. Pershing, who had mentioned that they're getting into custody and You know, Schwab now, the CEO of Schwab talking about there's some interest here and they may do something, but they're going to wait around. So you got on one side, REAs, and on the other side, you got 
you know, the large custodians and banks, if you will. And then in the middle, you have the wirehouses, which makes up the most profitable advisors, an incredible large base of financial advisors. And then you have your hybrids, your RIAs slash broker dealer, and your independent BDs. So you have so many assets, so many advisors, so much opportunity. But in the middle, it's not much happening. And that is on purpose. I heard someone tell me that it, you know, I think at Raymond James, you see anything in crypto, like they blot it out. Like you can't even, you know, read anything with the words crypto in it. Don't know if that's true or not. But if that's the case, one, it's not surprising. Um, And two, again, just shows we have a long way to go. But one of the things that's interesting here is, again, that barbell approach and what's happening in the middle. And it was a recent stat, and I wrote this stat down. Wirehouses will lose 2.4% of their advisors between 2020 and 2025. And I also saw another stat that said that in 2020, that that was the, I think it was like 1,700 advisors that fled the wirehouses into the hybrid and RA space. And that was the greatest outflow since the 08-09 crisis. And shout out to my altruist family, Jason Wank and everyone over there. The, the breakaway advisor has always provided opportunity. Shout out to Cheryl Penny and my dynasty family and, and Carson as well. It's really interesting that very telling stat, half of all registered investment advisors have been created since 2013. Think about that. Astounding. Half of all RIAs and you got over 30,000 now, have been created since 2013. So it's a growing space, and the growth is on. It's a movement. It's here. And shout to all those that have, you know, that have seen it early, Josh Brown and the Rit Holtz gang and Peter Malouk and everyone there. The reason that I think this is so interesting, because when you look at crypto assets and what crypto means here, so again, you got on one side, you got BlackRock that makes a big announcement that they're doing you know, that they're looking and exploring crypto. It was like, whoa, here we are. And then in the middle, right, I spoke to my mentor who's an advisor at Merrill Lynch. And he's like, Tyrone, people will be getting crypto in their mailbox before Merrill Lynch does anything. I'm like, hmm, <laughs> I actually tweeted that. I'm like, well, that's interesting because I don't know if it's that draconian. Again, I am a wirehouse baby. I came through Merrill Lynch. Not surprising, but Merrill Lynch is different from Bank of America, if you know, and Bank of America have been putting out research reports. Today or yesterday, they put out a report saying that they don't think that we're going into a crypto winter here. If you look at the activity on chain with the addresses and the usage, that the health of the network is strong. So you have the large institutions and banks, your city banks, your Wells Fargo's, your Black Rocks, like these large banks, asset managers studying, doing research, looking in. And these folks have wealth management divisions and they're being very pensive about rolling this out to their advisors. But meanwhile, you have RIAs like Ritholtz who develop their own index. You have so many options that are out there for advisors to choose from if they do want access to crypto assets, whether it's going directly to a custodian. You have now this inflection point of all these mergers and acquisitions, the Bitria acquisition, a Gemini to start, and then what Betterment did, and then Coinbase with Run River. So you're starting to see all of these inflection points, but again, still very early 
Advisors positioning themselves as they see crypto becoming a thing. A lack of education from advisors. Clients who are very well versed in this. A desire for the largest institutions to do something. As I said at the beginning of the year, I think by the end of the year, everyone will be doing something. Whatever that something is, I don't know. Everyone will be doing something, whether it's education, whether it's allocating, whether it's wanting to view held away type of access to see what clients are doing. The opportunity is immense. And what I still find fascinating, again, which is the purpose here is still there are barriers to making the wealth management space. Wealth managers manage four times the wealth of retail. The RIA space is looking now over the fence, if you will, at a new asset class, if they believe it's that. Again, the average principal at an RIA is 62, and the CIOs of these firms are probably old bond folks. And then they've seen this thing run up to almost $4 trillion in market cap, and next thing you know, it's cut in half. Good old volatility, good old risk, good old speculation, good old manipulation. Right? It's just running through it again. But the client questions are incessant. And this is across the board of all the things that I mentioned, your REAs, your hybrids, your independent broker dealers, your wirehouses, your banks, so on and so forth. They're all getting the question. They all need to figure this out. They all want to know what can they do? How can they do it? Is there an easy way to do it? What's the best step? Help me out. And I think what's so interesting about all of this is as the space continues to mature, again, today, you know, you have an announcement of State Street saying they're getting into custody. And then the conversations that I'm having about, well, what are the major pain points that you all have? And the SOC 2 issue, the custody issue, the regulation issue, there's still a lot here that are concerns. And I've been saying this for years now, that it's going to take a Fidelity. It's going to take a Schwab or an ETF, right, to kind of get this over the hump and really get advisors humming and drumming here and making this just an everyday allocation like they would SPY. So as we look at closing here and takeaways for the advisors that may be listening, and again, I'm talking all across the board here, as the large asset managers, again, have wealth management divisions and high net worth and ultra high net worth and having a meaningful allocation here, how do we do it for them? Is it funds? Is it direct indexing? Or will we just wait for an ETF? Is it direct exposure to the underlying? How do we educate them? Is there a designation? Is there a platform? And yes, there is. Shout to my planner Dow family. Is there a way for advisors to be informed, have conversations with clients, and be able to act on the advice that they just gave? Are they confident giving the traditional advice that they're giving around estate planning, around portfolio allocation, around tax planning, um, investment management, and your wirehouse advisors that may be getting access to your galaxies or your bitwises of the world or your, your grayscales. And then again, you go downstream and you have your LPLs and your Raymond James and so on and so forth. And is, is it, you know, can we do it? Can we not do it? What is FINRA saying? FINRA says they're going to take a harder look this year. I think all of the registered reps, 
the Series 763 folks want some clarity there. And I think they'll get it soon. And then your independent broker dealers, which the SEC is essentially giving guidance on what you need to do as a special purpose broker dealer to be able to delve into these waters. The bar is very high, by the way, if you are a special purpose BD, but it's out there. And then your hybrids, right, where the RAA side will fight with the the compliance on the BD side about some type of strategy here. Do you start with education? Do you start with seeing the held away and just pulling that in? And then all the way down now to your RAAs who are leading the way here. And this is just the truth. But you really only see the activity of actively allocating on the edges, which is interesting. And as you're starting to see, again, the conversion of mergers and acquisition now, the integrations heating up, the indexes and the products heating up, special vehicles or products where it's easy for advisors to get accredited clients into these things. It's a big, big, big opportunity. So as you look over the next three to six months, a couple of things to keep your eye on if you are just enamored with this space like I am. The first thing is, who's next? Like what's left? A lot is left, but is it a big move from Fidelity or Schwab? Capital is still being raised. There's a lot of acquisition talks, small companies, big companies, mergers are being, you know, bantied about. So that's the first thing. Who makes the move? Second thing is, I don't think a Bitcoin ETF is going to happen anytime soon. Which means, again, how long do your high towers, your beacon points, your creative plannings, how long do they wait? Do they start to go directly to a Fidelity or Schwab and say, you got to do something here? Does a Fidelity Digital Assets make a move? Do they acquire? Do they get into the space and really start getting active, maybe beyond Bitcoin, as they've showed their hand a little bit, and really going in heavy into the RAA space, right? What are the legacy custodians going to do? And I say legacy, I mean your Geminis and your Coinbases of the world. They're air quote legacy now. And then the last, and again, the most important to me, 89 million verified accounts at Coinbase now. 89 million. At the end of last year, average account balance right around 10 grand. 89 million verified users at Coinbase. That's an astounding number. So whether you are an RIA, whether you are a hybrid, whether you are an independent BD, your clients have accounts at Coinbase. And you probably do too. (laughs) So we haven't even looked at Robinhood. And you look at the, I think, 43% of blocks revenue, used to be Square, came from Cash App. I mean, it's hard to ignore here. And I think these, all of these worlds are going to collide. And you have upstarts that are trying to make a way and be the middleware and make it easy. But there's a, a huge opportunity here where if you do it right and someone's going to do it right, it's a multi, multi, multi-billion dollar opportunity to just... All right, we have all these options out there 
Make it easy for me. Educate me on what this means for me. And I realize as I'm talking, whether it's to a recent presentation I did to the American College, shout to my American College family, or a recent talk I did with NAPFA, advisors need education. They don't know what they don't know. And this is across the board. This is across the board, no matter where you sit. There's the inflection points that I talk about, the breakaway advisor, the young advisors, the 60 plus trillion or 70 trillion is going to be transferred and passed down over the next, you know, couple of decades. So many different inflection points. So you look at all of that and it's just really interesting. Again, when you look at that, there's this big pot in the middle, nothing happening. And on one edge, you got something happening on way on the other extreme, you have something happening. That should tell you something if you are a builder in the space. That should tell you something if you're an advisor in the space. Um, and it should tell you something if you are an investor in the space. Huge opportunity in the wealth management, asset management, banking part of crypto. It is literally top of the first inning. Exciting times ahead. Be on the lookout for a lot of news. I think things are going to heat up. And especially if this rally keeps up, I am excited myself. I have a couple of trips coming up and a couple of talks coming up that I can't wait to come back on and let you know what I've learned and gleaned from those trips. Also, we are about to fire up the engine. I will be doing a lot more of these. We're going to start pumping them out two, three a week. I have some guests lined up. Also, while I'm here, I need everybody to sign up for the Coindesk uh, Advisor Newsletter. Consensus 2022 is coming June 9th through 12th. I'm going to be there. We're in Austin. Get your cowboy hat. I'm going to Waffle House. We'll see everybody at Consensus. And you know the drill. NoKidHungry.org if you found any value in this episode. And of course, like, subscribe, share. I will see you all on the next one. Prayers for love, peace, and light throughout the world. I will see you on the next one. I appreciate you. You've been listening to On Purpose with host Tyrone Ross. This show is produced and announced by Michelle Mousseau with additional production support from Eleanor Paul. Our theme song is Walk With Swag. We would like to hear from you, so if you have any questions or comments, please send us an email at podcasts at coinist.com, subject line, On Purpose, or leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening.